Hey guys, this is Dagon123, and welcome to... Hello everyone, and welcome to the next exciting episode of TenshiCast, presented by TenshiForum.com. iTenshi Muyo is in its fourth week, and it shows the full return of the classic Tenshi girls integrated through the school's festival. One might say, the carnival has come again. To help run concessions this week is Chuck. Felicitations, comrades. Crazed. How's it going, everybody? Pie. Kiss, 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 choo, choo, choo. And nil. What really went on between Marilyn Monroe and the Kennedys? And who really pulled the trigger on JFK? Favorite moments, least favorite moments, and why? Ugh, it's a tough one. I've got two that are probably tied for my most favorite moment. It's either gonna be between when they go to the feudal Japan era. We see Ryoko in her old outfit fighting Mahoshi in her old outfit in the robot from Universe. It's either that or when Ryoko's dressed up like a Yakuza and comes walking up, making that weird sound and acts like she's ready to kick some ass for them not paying. Least favorite moment? I don't know that I really have a least favorite moment. There's not really anything coming to mind that I really didn't like this week. I, I thought everything was... Good. Very much in the same vein as Crazed, I am going to have a really hard time with the, this one. Best moment? Like, can I just say all of episode 19? I seriously think that episode is the best episode of Aitenshi Muyo so far by a million miles. I think this is... Th- th- 19 was really the first one where the four-minute format really came home in this show, and every single second was well spent on characterization and story and humor and action. I mean, we, we, we saw the Guardians come back, we saw Ryoko and Tenchi cross-dressing and pulling it off amazingly. Um, just so many awesome things in this episode. If I had to really pick one, I would have to say it was the very end as Tenchi is just walking out uh, in dress. And unlike previous times we've seen him cross-play, shall we say, uh, where he was sort of embarrassed by it and was hiding and was awkward, he was rocking it that time. He was just walking out with swagger and all that and just telling Ryoko, yep, see you later, Ryoko. And she was just floored by it. So I think that was just a, a funny little moment. And he's he's kind of grown from uh, when we last saw him in drag, and he wears it well. Uh, as, as for least favorite moments, once again, like, this week really has not disappointed me in any meaningful way. I'm not going to cheat this week and say the recap episode just because, I mean, as we all said last time, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be our least favorite. So really the only thing that didn't click for me the entire week through was like seeing the the same robot that was in the the warehouse that attacked them, like doing silly stuff at the fair. But even then, that wasn't bad. I just I just thought it was a little bit silly, and I know other people enjoyed seeing it around again, so I really, like, that. it's not bad at all, and that's the only part that really didn't click for me, so that tells, that speaks wonderful volumes about this show. My, my number one moment this week was, one, for more of a personal reason than anything else, it was Hachiko being, uh, becoming a thespian and taking to the stage, performing drama all dressed up 
and leading up to the uh, the wonderful moment that every lead actor and actress fears their first time up on the stage, the kiss. Because just it always so happens that the first time somebody does something on the stage, they end up in a, in a compromising role, especially in a high school situation where kisses are still kind of a big deal. And, you know, you don't think of it in the adult sense of it's not really, you know, this, this physical intimacy can be easily faked it doesn't mean anything but for somebody who's that young mentally they just they just don't think about something like that so it was really entertaining to see her get put in that position with uh, a comical extra amount of social pressure to do the kiss especially <laughs> on her teacher of all people that uh, that brought me back to some good days i already liked her as a character but it's just so funny to see that the one that i picked out of all the new girls happens to be following a similar path that i had to go through when i was younger as well just kind of that, that made that my favorite part of the week really uh to go with something that isn't quite as personal though i think my favorite part of the week was definitely Aika and Sasami and Ryoko doing the maid cafe because everything about that situation is just perfect. Like everybody has their roles. They all they all do things well. You know, Aika is the 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 mistress. She's the one walking around taking everybody's orders and being diplomatic about it. And when something goes wrong, she kind of calls Ryoko over who's just like ready to rough things up and she's <laughs> she's got this suit on and this glasses on. She just looks so she looks so perfect as like a yak the bouncer or something. Like you, she would mess you up if you if you did something wrong at a bar. And then of course Asami is a uh, a showman, you know, she's she does cooking, she does it well, but she can also do it with flair that none of the other two are capable of doing so uh, i think that was probably my favorite part of this week uh at least those two were my favorite parts of this week and then of course least favorite that doesn't exist like this week was just perfect from start to finish i just nothing was undercooked everything was perfectly paced everything is tying into the big event what's going to happen next week i just i i'm thinking and I can't come up with something, and that's that's crazy to think about. I had a lot of favorite moments this week, and some of the guys, the guys have pretty much hit on all of them for the most part. However, one of my favorite moments this this week was definitely the contest between Ryoko and Benny. Ryoko, of course, has always been our our, our girl. She's our she's our she's our strong woman. She's the one who uh, will be first in the fray to kick some ass. And we've noticed that Benny's kind of taking that role for the younger generation as well. Hachiko is kind of her up, her opposite number, but Benny's kind of gotten a bit of uh, some uh, emphasis put on her as much as Hachiko has. But this week, we see Benny and Ryoko step up to the plate and go head-to-head, face-to-face, eye-to-eye, uh, in an arm wrestling competition, to which they freaking destroy the arm wrestling table. And then they start bending what I think is... I don't know what that is. Is it an iron bar, I guess, into different shapes? And of course, they're t- they're trying to one up each other. It's nice, and it kind of is leading into the next question of uh, uh, that's that we have on the podcast. But seeing the t- two generations go head to head was delicious. It was delightful, and of course, I I can't say I'm not me without saying I love seeing my boys back. Azaka and Kamidake crop back up. It was brief. It was ever so brief. The guardians popped in at, to protect their th- protect their lady, and blew that Goriki uh, robot out the, out a window. But seeing the two of them back, it del- just made me squee. It was like my my boys are back. They're still alive. Of course, there's the fight between Ryoko and um, Hoshi in the feudal era, which we still don't know what the hell is going on there. As far as least favorite moments, again, there's not really many things you can kind of say bad about everything it's been very pa- nicely paced it's been very uh, 
funny. It's been hilarious the entire week. It's been a it's been a ro- roller coaster ride. The only thing I could say that pro- could possibly be a detraction from the episode from the week would probably be that. Unlike the last couple weeks where Tenshi was rocking it, he was ki- kicking some ass, he was catching punches in midair, he was cutting robots in half. This week, Tenshi was uh, back to being thrown around and kicked around, especially by his supervising teacher, Ukon, I noticed. So, uh, that's that. the only detraction I could pull, pull from all this is, essentially, Tenshi was such a badass recently, and now he's back in kind of the Sana role again. Easily, my favorite moment this week, among many very good moments was one that I don't think many people were aware of because it happened in the recap episode. And uh, for those of you who don't watch or skip the recaps, you should probably watch the recaps every once in a while. You know, it came in the form of a comment that was made as Momo was narrating. Uh, you know, we're going along and Momo is talking about how the club is, uh, or how the festival is setting up. And she's talking about the clubs, you know, building a garden pond and the club's doing this. And she said, and she makes the comment that the Alchemy Club is e- is even hosting a class on love. And as soon as I as soon as I read that, I almost had to double take. Like, did they really just make a reference to Alchemy of Love, the ending theme of the first movie? That ma- that made the whole week for me. Like, of all the moments that were awesome this week, that one in particular made it because. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but the writers of this show, the people who made this show, they are fans of Tenshi Muyo as a whole. Not just the OVA, not just the universe, not just the movies, uh, not just Tokyo. They are a f- they are fans of the whole thing, and the show was made for Tenshi fans. Little things like that are going to pop up because they know the people writing this know that Tenshi fans are watching. So that to me, that was by far my favorite moment, simply because it was just like, yes, we know you're watching. That was that. That was a very. It was a very ear to ear grin moment. Um, the other one, obviously, being uh, Ryoko in a in a, in a yakuza suit. You know, because you think when I hate, it's like, oh, Ryoko. You know, take him out. She's gonna fly up and be like, hey, what are you doing? No, she's in a full suit, black sunglasses, has this ridiculous swagger walking up, and it's just going whoa, 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 and it's just it's fucking it's hysterical. And every every single time, even now, going back and watching it, it's you know it is it is hilarious. And I'm gonna go you know five for five here. There was there was nothing really wrong this week. There was the pacing was perfect, the direction was perfect, the writing was fantastic. We get we still got a wide range for the characters, you know, and a little bit of character depth for each of them. You know, Hachiko being an actor, uh, you know, the girls liking Sasami for what she did, the whole nine yards, Ukon, Tenchi. We got we got a little bit of everybody still. And it's full integration of the of the classic girls. Every single episode this week had the classic girls in it. So we have finally seen the new girls of the science club and student council interact with the classic Tenchi girls. What are your thoughts on their interactions and do you think they mesh well together? I thought they interacted very well with each other. This is what everybody's been waiting for, to see the the old girls that they've known and loved for so long mix it up with the new girls that they've just been exposed to. You know, first couple of weeks we had to get through them introducing all these new girls, and now that they've been established, it's time to throw them in there with the old ones. They interacted so well with each other. Um, You know, I loved it when uh, Yuki and uh, Ryu couldn't pay for their meals at the maid cafe because 
Rui kept eating a whole lot and they couldn't pay for it. And Aika made them wash dishes and uh, Ryoko was going to, Ryoko took them and had a chat with them. I think the best example so far, though, is when uh, Ryoko and Benny had their arm wrestling contest. Ryoko's, I mean, she's had Aika as an adversary for a really long time. And we've seen them go at it with each other countless times. But it's it's kind of interesting to see Ryoko have a rival that matches her in terms of her physicality, her strength. You know, Aika's strong in her own right, but it's more so because of all her drying powers that she has. Physically, she's still she's still not up there compared to where Ryoko's at. So to see Ryoko and Benny just go at it and, you know, the the whole match be a back and forth between the two. And then it finally ends with them just destroying the table. I just, I love that. I thought (laughs) all the interactions so far, they work very well with each other. Uh, I agree entirely with Crazed. Uh, I think all of the interactions we've seen between the new girls and the old girls have been really wonderfully done so far. Um, I will again agree with him in saying that I thought my be- the the best one was Ryoko and Benny, and it wasn't so much just the awesomeness of the two strong characters finally button heads. I thought it was really what the magic came from. Like they were having fun. Like they they may have been rivals and they may have only just met each other, but they were having so much fun going head to head and with their arm wrestling contest and then their like steel bending contest that even. Uh, even when, when they were finally finished, when uh, the science club had to come in and grab Benny and take her away, Benny was just like, hey guys, this girl's really strong, and Ryoko was like, oh no, don't leave now, it was just getting interesting, and it's, it's so much fun, because it's, it's that playfulness um, that was always at the heart of the lovability of the old girls' rivalry, and to see that mesh so well with the old girls and the new girls together, I thought that was really the most special moment of, of any interaction between the two so far. I know, Nil, I think you you were who, uh, you you guys picked up on my other favorite interaction, and that was when they uh, were talking about how Sasami's treats were so yummy, and I think it was Tori is the one who said, oh, actually, I'd, I'd, li- I'd just like to eat up Sasami, she's so cute. And then in the very next episode, they're munching down on the, the snacks that come from Sasami's table, and her little face is on the on the box of snacks and it's just it's little callbacks like that that are really are really awesome and i think i think we've got a lot of fun between the two uh the two groups of girls coming up in in the future episodes and i cannot wait to see it i really think there hasn't been a single mishap in pacing or casting or anything so far and i'm very confident that it will continue that way having PTSD flashbacks from Hadaful Boyfriend and Tori being the pheasant character in the Momotaro legend kind of freaked me out when she said she wanted to eat Sasami, but regardless, the interactions between the girls have been pretty good so far, but it's been pretty minimal for a majority of the characters. The one that we've really gotten the best hang on was uh, Benny and Ryoko because they they are going at it full tilt. They have the arm wrestling competition where Ryoko kind of throws that bit out where she's like is she even human? Like this can't be real. You know, like a, kind of a foreshadow to there's something bigger going on here at work and she doesn't even know what's going on. You know, the other interactions being very basic. You know, Yuki and uh, Ryui are 
cleaning for Aika, but we don't actually get to see a whole lot of that. It's just Aika dropping off plates and the two of them being like, man, I really wish I could not be here. Uh, and of course, you know, the, the Tori comment about enjoying Sasami or wanting to enjoy her cooking because she and how adorable she is was good. But it, it, it the really the only major interaction that we've had is uh, with Ryoko and Benny. And I think that that's just that that's pretty much what I've been waiting for, kind of similar to how I've been waiting since the beginning for Hachiko and Benny to clash. Since I once I realized that they were on opposite sides of the fence, I got that. And then I wanted to see Benny, who was very obviously based off of the same types of characteristics that Ryoko comes from, actually bash heads with the original version of that trope coming from this series and uh i got that this week and i think it's going to happen a lot more frequently because there there's still no answers like there's no one superior version over the other so they're going to be button heads against that like crazy for the rest of this series i get the feeling so i'm i'm pretty pleased with how that's turned out so far and uh, i can't wait to see what if any further developments between the different characters of the old and the new uh end up occurring because you know we st we're, we're still not quite halfway through here so there's still plenty of time for the other girls to get meet their match as it were like how ryoko's uh had gotten this week i take it no on this one that the real the real highlight of interaction between old characters and new characters had definitely culminated when it was benny and ryoko go, uh, going at it having this battle of wits or or at least what the, Rui thinks is a battle of wits because Yuki calls her on it. It's it's going to be real fun when we start seeing other people, other characters meeting their opposite numbers because a lot of the new uh, new cast Tenchi students actually have a lot of the traits that uh, the characters we know and love have. Yuki's the Yuki's the smart one. You have uh, Rui's the kind of she's she doesn't have blonde she doesn't have blonde hair, but you might as well be uh, uh, Yuki's answer to Mahoshi. Uh, you have Benny. Acts, Benny feels a lot like uh, Ryoko in a lot of ways. Hachiko kind of has that kind of samurai kind of uh, uh, traditional Japanese trope to her, and so on. You, I mean, you can, the list goes on. While Ryoko and Benny was the big was the big highlight, there were a couple other other minor highlights here and there. I mean, Ayaka got to play around with Yuki and Rui and send them to the uh, washroom, which, uh, interestingly enough, uh, Sasami and Ayaka were actually sent to the, sent to the washroom. To wash dishes because they couldn't pay, fit a bill back in Universe when they were when Yagami was stolen during the uh, Kagato uh, coup arc, and that was uh, I think part of that was kind of a callback of Ayaka actually getting thrown into the get thrown in the kitchen. Same thing also with that scene was the when they ran the bar, they ran a bar and my my girl Nagi walks in. Uh, they all are all everyone's hiding Ryoko so that uh, Nagi doesn't notice. And they get get up to the front. Nagi orders a drink. Katsuhito has this delightful little showmanship going on, and makes this delightful drink for Nagi. And then Nagi gets the Ayaka gives Nagi this ridiculous bill. And Nagi, being the woman that she is, she just probably upturns two t two tables, makes it makes a scene, and storms the fuck out. Yuki, of course, being a t being a student and very much kind of a child, more more of a child size like Washu, she can't get away with that in the middle of school. So what happens is she's gonna get she's gonna get pulled away by uh, by the bouncer Ryoko and has to go wash dishes, which is delightful. I love I I feel that's really a strong callback to a lot of things we've seen before out of the show. However, another old versus new thing that we ha that we have here it's subtle and it's br very very brief, but the Guardians. The Guardians crop up, 
Again, they're pretty much the representation of the mecha from this show, from the from classic Tenchi. You have the Guardians in every incarnation of Tenchi proper, from day one, episode one, over one, all the way to current. And we hadn't seen them until now. We get to see them in episode 19 of Tenchi now. And what are they doing? They're, prote- they're essentially protecting Ayaka, as always. But who are they protecting, him from, protecting her from? The Goriki robot, which is the new hotness, the science club's protector robot thing. So we have the back. We we have a very brief confrontation between the old Mecha and the new Mecha. So I think we have st- stuff that's coming up. And speaking of callbacks and a lot of things that are going to be that are going to be old versus new. Again, we've we now see Tenchi cross dressing again. Again, I'm wondering what's going to happen next week with this uh, contest because. Are the I'm assuming that some of the new student characters are going to be in this contest. Tenshi's obviously going to get thrown in there for his punishment. Uh, one wonders, is Ryoko, Ayaka, or any of the other old cast members going to get in on some of this action? You know, it's weird because coming in as a Tenshi fan, or especially as a Tenshi fan, you always wonder about the dynamics of these new girls. You know, the first thing you always say is, what has been mentioned, you know, who's the Ryoko, who's the Aika, etc. One of the things I think really works for I, other than, you know, the time format and the writing, is the fact that the people who are writing the show are taking, you know, I feel like they're really taking the core of, uh, of what makes a good Tenchi girl, and they're applying it to modern sensibilities or modern tropes, and I think it really works for these new characters. When I first saw Hachiko, and I've said this a number of times, you know, my first thought was, you know, oh look, another long-haired, purple, stoic character with a long skirt and a bow can. Like, that character has been done to death at this point. Like, it's, it's, it is the very, the very definition of a trope. But over the last couple weeks, Hachiko has shown that she is an extremely dynamic character, and that I had made up my mind very prematurely about a lot of these girls. Benny, Hachiko, and Momo are the main, main new girls. In much the same vein as Ryoko and Aika were kind of like the original main, main new girls. But all of the girls are different in this show. You know, they have, they're very dynamic. They don't fit into one niche so to speak, of a character. They're, they're a very broad spectrum of uh, what you might associate with one of the older characters. And do you know to answer that long-winded thing right there, I would say, yeah, they are, they're integrated far better than I thought they originally would. I think, you know, it's just, you look at these characters and you look at them grow, Hachiko being uh, an artist, her being of the theater, and you've got... Uh, you know, Benny doing what she does, and Benny, despite the fact that she is, you know, the strong, I say the strong silent type, but they're all dynamic. There, there's never, you can't just look at them and say, they, they are this trope to a T. No, that, that, that is something I've been very surprised with, but also very happy that that's not how it's been. So I think the, in, in the integration with the new girls, they fit right in, because this is, these girls that we're looking at are what a new Tenchi girl should look like in 2014. Now, we are going to discuss the things that you, the Tenchi fans out there, have been sending us with the hashtag iTenchiTalkback, nil. So, ladies and gentlemen, every week we are doing this iTenchiTalkback dealio. 
The idea being that you want to be on the Tenchi cast, but you can't actually get into the Tenchi cast. Well, you could, but you can't. What we're doing to help extend the outreach and help the community feel like they are part of the discussion instead of just listening to us talk, and we, we, can, we will now actually talk about you and what you want to say, uh, and that is, that is I Tenchi talk back. The basic idea being that you comment on our YouTube videos, you comment on the Facebook posts, or you respond to our Twitter posts using the hashtag #ItenshiTalkback, which specified #ItenshiTalkback, all one word, caps for each word. It will be included in the video description, just in case you need to see it. And then we will take a few and discuss them on the podcast. This week we have a few. First is from Max Crazy Man on Facebook, who says Ryoko could honestly destroy all of the new girls. Just saying. I just want to preface this by saying possibly but as we've seen in this episode or these episodes this week benny is evenly matched to ryoko the only thing that benny probably can't do is pull out a lightsaber out of her hand and even then maybe she could do something to deflect that or you know deal with that sort of thing benny has some tricks up her sleeve she's stronger than she lets on Ryoko is now finding it difficult without resorting to extreme measures to take her to task in a public setting, something that Ryoko would be obviously very happy and full of pride to be able to do, to just crush this woman in front of everybody so that definitively she is the best. And she wasn't able to do that this week. Uh, so could she destroy all of the new girls? Probably most of them. I, I imagine that uh, Yuki squishes like a bug real easily, and you know Rui would probably just run away screaming. Hachiko would be probably up for the challenge, but maybe not quite as strong. But Benny, Benny shows that there's something going on here, and obviously Momo too, because we saw Momo deflect and push away ryoko in the alternate universe so who's to say that perhaps when the going gets tough she wouldn't be able to pull out something like that again in this universe as well so i don't necessarily think it's quite as cut and dry as that was was everybody else think obviously she can't because benny put her to task you know those got they were evenly matched and even though it's not like ryoko was flying around and throwing her beams or like her laser shots she still, she she was still on a strength basis, purely strength. She was matched with Benny, and I think that is, uh, you know, I think that shows right there that these new girls, as Benny especially against Ryoko, there's more than meets the eye. And I'm not just talking about Transformers. Like they, these girls have a lot of power. Benny has a lot of power, and I also think it's really important too, uh, you know, speaking from a writing aspect that you have Benny stand toe to toe with uh, Ryoko because. It's really it's too easy, and it happens far too often that uh, the new people always get pushed down by the old people because they want to make the old people, you know, the fans want to see the old people triumph and be better and blah blah blah. But it's really important that you have these girls stand toe to toe with the old girls because if you do that, then people can say, oh, well, not only is Ryoko, uh, not only is Ryoko not the most powerful, but she has an adversary. She has a new rival. She has somebody, and then you can get behind Benny and the whole nine yards. So, I, I would say I don't think Ryoko can anymore. I think Benny would definitely could probably match her shot for shot. And I think it's actually, from a writing perspective, it's really it's it's a good thing that it, that Aitenshi Muyo hasn't really turned into a steamroller fest in which just the old characters just stomp all over the new ones. And I mean, I. It could work, but I think 
seeing this really increases my my faith in the writing of this show because they're not warfing any character to use a Star Trek fan <laughs> fan saying everyone's strong everyone has their strengths in their own way and I mean even Ryoko herself back in OVA one said I mean oh well just another battle lost story of my life well. Also, to kind of cap capstone that a little bit, we do want to have. If you want to have conflict in a show, you have to have pe- have people be adversaries to each other. You have to have the, the is, all those all those things that a writer requires to have conflict. If one side was obviously could uh, demolish or steamroll the other side, there's no conflict. There's the other side would be demolished and the story would be over. But we want this story to keep going. We want these char- we want to see what these characters do. Seeing Benny and Re- uh, Benny and Ro- Ryoko as rivals to each other gave me flashbacks to Ryoko Ryoko's <clears throat> other certain rivals and different different continuities. But it's not it's at the moment it seems to be kind of a friend friendly rivalry for the most part. One's not trying to outright kill the other one. They're kind of testing each other saying, "You know what? I can do this. Can you do better?" And she says, "Yeah, I can. I can do this." F- suddenly freaking uh, phoenix or something made out of an iron bar. To which Ryoko's kind of like, uh, "Huh. Well, damn. It's kind of a different dynamic than we've seen before." Part number two of iTanshi Talk back this week comes from THI1815 on YouTube, and he says, Hachiko's scene with Tenshi reminds me of Tenshi and Aieka alone in the shelter when it was raining and Aieka first got feelings for Tenshi. I did not actually notice any direct parallels, but I can definitely, now that I think about it, kind of see how that may uh how you may draw the conclusions similarities of those uh sequences definitely it didn't seem quite as obvious i mean obvious well hachiko had the handhold scene that was kind of our first clue and like oh god now she's falling for him too but this week definitely solidified that she's willing to go the distance it wasn't just an idle curiosity she may be more seriously thinking about it we had a very similar sort of experience with Aika uh, in the OVA, who definitely appeared to be bashful and have those sort of flustered feelings toward Tenchi. But it wasn't until that point that it, that whole situation really started coming to a head, and the, you realize that this was going to become a love triangle between Aika, Ryoko, and Tenchi, and that those two are going to have to be the ones fighting for his attention. I, I think that's a it's pretty good observation. I don't know if it's meant to be such a direct connection like some of the others that we've noticed have been, but uh, it's, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good observation. Anybody got thoughts on that? I will say, you know, I think that's a very, it's a very interesting observation because in much, and, you know, this is kind of where I see the parallel there, Aieka did not have an immediate affection for Tenchi. It grew. I mean, not like Brioka's didn't grow either, but Aieka's was, you know, she had that moment with Tenchi, and then things started to kind of blossom from there. Hachiko's was kind of the same way, and, you know, she grabbed the hand, and that was something that, you know, was... I guess you could say, completely alien to her. You know, one of the things that I think people really forget, and also just Tenchi fans have always had this kind of knee-jerk reaction, is if it's not one of the classic six girls, everybody loses their mind. You know, everybody is like, oh my god, I can't believe that would happen. Hachiko in particular, people had pegged to be completely after Momo. And that's how it seemed. You know, it seemed like that was that was very much the dynamic there, but many people tend to forget that just because somebody does something for somebody else, that doesn't mean they're romantically involved. You know, that, you know, it can be completely platonic. And that's what Hachiko was. Hachiko represents the dog in the Momotaro legend. She's doing that for Momo, not because she, 
you know, loves Momo romantically, but because she is loyal to Momo. If Momo needs something, she will be there. But she's still a woman. She's still a girl. You know, she's still, uh, obviously, as we have seen at least, uh, has is slowly starting to have affection for Tenchi. But it's important to note that none of the girls in the show that have gotten that far have done it immediately. It's always been, it's always, there's always been build up to it. You know, even Momo, there's always been a build up to that. It, you know, Hana, Rui, uh, Yuki, all of them aren't really interested in Tenchi. They're off doing their own thing. Despite the fact that, you know, they played with Tenchi early on, they weren't doing it because, oh my god, I love Tenchi Sensei. It was no, because he was a dude and they're women and they're gonna have fun. Like, that's, that's just how that works. And I think them having Hachiko do that. I think is really cool because it it really shows a dynamic in her character, much like it shows a dynamic in Aika's character in the first OVA, where she is kind of you know we see her as not to say the stoic princess, but the very uh, she she's she's the galactic princess, she's the princess character, but she is kind of humbled a little bit by this by this farm boy, and now she's starting to grow affection for him. Hachiko is doing the same thing, so I think that's a, that, that's a, that's a pretty cool comparison to make. I like that. Yeah, I could totally buy it. Um, I don't know how intentional it was, but yeah, I could definitely see the, the comparisons there. I've always gotten a very Aika vibe from uh, from Hachiko. Just, they both represent very classical elements of Japanese culture and society. Um, obviously not the same, of course, Aika being the more refined, elegant royalty type, whereas Hachiko is definitely more of the samurai, lone warrior sort of thing. And I, I'm really actually impressed by how they managed it. It's definitely really shaping up like Hachiko might be one of the more um, mature characters uh, in, in the new cast. And I would not have called that from day one. So it's good growth on her part there. And it was a, it was a good scene. I will uh, admit slightly, completely off Tenshi topic note that that particular scene with the, the, with the little characters in the costumes in the background going kiss, kiss, kiss reminded me personally of uh, the episode in Fooly Cooly when they're doing the, the school play and the characters are like, Ooh, smooch. So that's what that reminded me of. But yeah, I could totally buy it. Uh, a reference back to OVA one. I mean, we've seen plenty more. Right then, final word on that is that dogs can look up. One last one I wanted to slide in here because uh, it wasn't marked properly, but he did let me know that he wanted me to have this question on the show. Manga Man wrote in saying, Do you guys think that the old girls are getting enough love in this series? We've had moments with them, sure, but we haven't had quite any moments with Tenshi and the old girls. Mostly just wacky fun times, which is good, but he would like to see, for example... Tenchi and Ryoko's relationship grow further. Thoughts. I personally also feel similar. I like Tenchi for its potential for drama and, you know, realistic depiction of strong characters put into tense situations that, that take mental tolls on the characters and, 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 you know, relationship building is a very difficult and stressful thing. And Tenchi, as we've seen through uh, the movies, has definitely been able to do that in the past. But with this series, it's it's different. I don't know if we're going to get that sort of thing, to, to be honest with you. Like, we're, we're going to get little bits and pieces of it here and there. And Nagishi has mentioned that by the end of the show, we will absolutely have some feels going on. And he's proven multiple times through Universe and the two movies that he's more than capable of doing just that. Uh, we, we just need to give it some time, and we may get to see more of the, the old cast. But right now, the stars of the show are the new girls. 
because that's that's what Takahashi City probably requested. We have to we have to remember that this is still a show about tourism and about uh, essentially Takahashi in Okayama Prefecture. They've chosen the Momotaro legend, which is a very integral story to the location, to the area. You know, it's it's not real. It's obviously just a legend, but they want to pursue that angle and use that as a way to speak out the culture of Takahashi and Okayama Prefecture. So while the old girls definitely have, you know, ingrained roots in the series proper, the new girls are what Takahashi City probably wanted more of. So we're probably going to be seeing more of them than we will of the old girls. I don't think, though, that the new girls are going to get in the way of the old girls. Like, I think that this is probably like they'll they'll exist, but they're not going to erase any of them. They're not going to step in and suddenly become contenders in the race, because I, I think I think Nagishi is very well aware of who the fans think is in the race and who isn't in the race. And I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to erase that. I don't know if it's going to necessarily be a Tokyo situation where you have one particular character suddenly come in and then she's running away with him and the rest of the girls have to chase after him right now you have a whole slew of them who are are coming in and only a handful who seem genuinely interested in him we'll have to wait and see how that goes but uh, i don't think we're going to see quite as strong of scenes between tenshi and the old girls just simply because that's not what the show is about but there is potential for it and you know who, who knows what the future will hold you know, this is something I had said in my response to the last question was, you need to give adequate time to the new girls. Tenchi fans as a whole are very, they're very allergic to that. They're very, it has, you know, one of the first things that we saw, and I make absolutely no bones about saying, is everybody, as Funimation would so eloquently put in their War on Geminar ads, they wanted to blow their load on the first episode and be done with it. Nobody's going to be happy in a romantic situation like that, alright? Like, you have to have build-up. you got to have a little bit of foreplay. you got to give her some smooches, too. Like, you can't just, you can't just have everything, and then everybody's happy and everything happens on the first episode and you're done. You have to make time. And the new girls are not, nobody is going to become endeared to the new girls if you don't give them time. And, unfortunately, they don't have 20 years of build-up like the other girls do. Am I saying that, uh, I... I don't want to see the new girls in Tenchi, absolutely. I mean, or absolutely not. I absolutely want to see them with Tenchi. But you also have to remember, too, that this is set five years ahead of everything else. So it is Aika, Sasami, or probably Mihoshi, Washu, and Ryoko. They've all grown together. We saw, we talked about this in a prior cast where Aika and Sasami have kind of just... They've gotten used to Ryoko, so to speak. Like, oh, Ryoko's going off on one of her things, let's just run away. Whereas, ordinarily, she would be like, Ryoko, I can't believe you would try to make Lord Tenchi eat that. They've grown. They've matured. A little bit. Maybe not a whole lot, but they've, they've matured a little bit. They understand. We saw classic shades of Tenchi when Ryoko was looking at Benny, or uh, looking at Momo and Tenchi through the binoculars. And that we need that. That's, that's important. There needs to be some kind of drama there. Even if it is high school drama. Uh, but... The girl, Tenchi feels comfortable around the girls. Uh, not when he's in the bathroom, obviously. But they've grown. A lot of those moments that people want to see may or may not have already happened. Do I, do I, am I saying I don't want to see them? Absolutely not. I want to see them. But I understand that the new girls need a spot too. 
And even then, the only, the three girls who are getting the most screen time are Benny, Momo, and Hachiko. Those three are the ones that are getting the, mo the most time out of anybody else. They are the main new girls. The main, main new girls. So, that moment where Hachiko was going to kiss Tenchi. That was never going to happen. Everybody knew. Everybody knew that was never going to happen. But, that still got people antsy. But it's but it didn't happen, and it was built up, and it was it was it, it's all being done very well. Do I think that we're gonna get a Ryoko Tenchi moment at the end of the series? I don't know. That remains to be seen, and that's a that's a cool thing. But I'm not holding out for it because, as I've said in the past, you have to have different expectations for this series. There are obviously classic Tenchi things that you want to see in the series. A lot of those things have already been put in there, but. I am I'm okay with the new girls having the spotlight that they have because they need it. They need to be put in the spotlight. They need to be they need to stand toe Benny needs to stand toe to toe with Ryoko. She's the ogre. Ryoko's the oni. They're supposed to for all intents and purposes they're supposed to stand on the same level. So, are we going to see that? Do I do I think to get back to the question, do I think that the old girls are not getting enough spotlight? No. I think they're getting the right amount of spotlight. Because now, they've been fully integrated into the cast. So I, I, I do not think at all that the old girls need more spotlight. I was going to jump in here real quick and essentially throw out something that uh, hopefully will defuse some of the uh, some what some folks are worrying about. Again, things like the, the, kiss, with ha the kiss with Hachiko, Hachiko trying to kiss Tenshi. Again, as Dagon just said, that wasn't going to happen. And moreover, the show is reinforcing that that would never happen. I mean, look at what Ukon does when she thinks that Tenshi was getting close to Momo. When she, when she thought that Tenshi was getting close to uh, Hachiko. She pulls him aside and shows a, shows off some rather impressive strength. Uh, cracking walls, throwing, ten, uh, picking Tenshi up and holding him with like one hand which makes me wonder as to what the hell she is. But besides the point, the administration of this of the school, which interestingly enough we haven't seen except for Ukon, isn't going to allow Tenshi to get close to, to his students like that. Uh, you're not going to see the new girls get get anywhere. In fact, they might be infatuated. They might be uh, they might have some puppy love for Tenshi. Hell, they might actually fall in love with him. But are they actually going to have him? The answer is no. That's not going to happen. This is a TV series on uh, television. They're not going to have a taboo relationship like that. That's not in the cards. Moreover, it would piss off a lot of people. You would piss off at, at least half, if not more than half, of your fan base. So I wouldn't worry about anybody else getting Tenchi right now. That's that's not going to happen. Are they toying around with uh, school-age infatuation? Sure they are. Of course they are. Because that's that happens. Uh, a, a young a young female student having a crush on her older male teacher that's nature that happens uh, these pe again uh, uh, Neil, I think Neil said this a moment ago they are young women that is what that's what they do they start they start having those feelings for the males in their life and they kind of have to figure out what to do with those feelings. Do they act on them? Do they ignore them? Uh, they need to find that maturity. Possibly by the end of this series, we'll see some maturity come into ha uh, Hachiko, Hachiko, Benny, and Momo and see them a little bit more mature than we see them at the moment. We'll, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Getting back to the original um, question, I think a, a good way to put it for me is Tenshi's dance card just got a whole lot more full with this new show, and 
the party is only half over, so we have a whole lot more dances he's going to have to go through and spend time with all the girls. It looks right now like he's doing it with the newer girls first, so I think following that logic, we might be looking forward to getting more in-depth with the older girls as the show goes on. So I'll, I think what I'm really trying to say is it's too soon to really tell. I mean, if this is all we ever get, then yeah, I'll be disappointed that we didn't get more. But I think it's far too early to tell if this is if this is going to be a show where the older girls are more sideline characters. I think the way it's going, it's looking like both care both casts, new and old, are going to be pretty much front and center all the way through. So I I have plenty of high hopes that we'll we'll see some more characterization, some more closeness between uh, between the groups. I mean, we've already seen. Tenshi go home once after the first day of class, and now with the second day of class coming to an end, we'll probably see him go home again, and who's at home? It's all the girls. So I'm sure we have nothing to worry about, but yes, I do agree. I think I personally would like to see a bit more, but I'm not worried. Still a better love story than Twilight. So, I wanted to throw out thanks to Max, aka Crazy Man from Facebook, Fee or THI1815 on YouTube, and uh, Manga Man, who unfortunately could not join us this week, as well as Yoku Masaki, who as well was unable to join us in time this for the podcast, but uh, Nangaman specifically for his comment for this week's Itenshi Talkback. In case you're wondering what that is, Itenshi Talkback is our community outreach to you. Comment on our YouTube videos, send it to a Twitter Post to the Facebook things with the hashtag #ItenshiTalkback, which will be in the uh, in the video description, uh, so you know exactly what we're looking for. With your thoughts as the week progresses, we pick out a handful of them, discuss them on the podcast. You may get to have your thoughts heard. Can't guarantee it'll be you, but never hurts to try. So uh, with that segment out of the way, we shall hand the candle back off to Dagon, and he shall take us all the way to the end. If you're a fan of what you heard today. Please subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, any social media outlet that you can find. We're probably there. And if you like to talk Tenchi, go to TenchiForum.com where, just like the carnival, the discussion never ends. Until next time, stay gold. Stay gold.